Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and new trends emerging within the construction industry. The show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Cronin, Associate Director of Townmore, and Kate Fahey, Ireland's first female tar crane operator. You're both very welcome. Thank you for joining me Thanks today. This is a novelty we've been doing since COVID. We've been recording so much online. It's great to be in the room together. Um, I'm delighted you could both join us. And today we're here to talk about a really exciting campaign that Townmore has launched in partnership with Kate called yeah. I'm in Construction. So, Mark, you might just tell us a little bit about the campaign I'm in Construction. What is it? What does it mean? It was born, I suppose, out of, for multiple reasons, uh, the lack of people in the industry. Uh, the lack of younger people coming into the industry is quite evident as well. Uh, and also a recent experience where we tried to launch a bursary scheme with second level students, uh, encouraging them into the industry, uh, encouraging them into third level education construction. And uh, we had an opening there for 10 second level students and very, very few applications. And also further to meeting with these schools and the students, the knowledge and understanding of our industry was really limited. Uh, so there's certainly a sense that perhaps firstly people don't know what the industry is, they don't know how much it's changed from what they believe it was 30 years ago or so, um, and they don't know the amount of options that are in it. So I suppose we're keen to demonstrate what it looks like in our lives every day to be in the industry, uh, that it's a professional industry that offers a plethora of roles, uh, it offers people the opportunity to travel, uh, to get involved in very tangible exercise in terms of building buildings which is you know really enjoyable compared to maybe some other industries um, and also to ensure that we have a sustainable industry going forward which is very challenged at the moment with the lack of people in it. I, I think the not understanding the industry is such mm. a recurring theme right yeah. now and even how people come into construction you didn't come into construction through engineering or, or no, the usual channels the what's your background? I did a Bachelor of Business Studies in UL and uh, it was just by chance that I happened upon construction, uh, probably about 16 or 17 years ago, and just really enjoyed it. And again, I, my, my major was in accountancy, and I, I kind of knew I wasn't all that interested in become, becoming an accountant, and happened upon this industry, and kind of just really enjoyed how busy and diverse and dynamic it is, and particularly the fruits of your labor. So, you know, you work hard on a project for 12, 18, 24 months, and you have a beautiful building to show at the end of it. So it's always nice to have a tangible result in what you do. So it, it, I suppose it does imply that people can study any kind of background within reason and end up in this industry and be successful in it and grow in it. Obviously the mainstay will be through construction related degrees, but there are options for people who maybe have done a more baseline degree and are looking to digress into something different. I, I think that's a really interesting approach into, into construction. And, it, you know, whenever we speak to people in construction, I'm always fascinated to know how they got into the career mm. they did. And Kate, you're probably one of the most fascinating people that I've had the opportunity to spend time with a, an interview over the past you know, year and two years now at this stage. You've had a really interesting journey into construction, again, perhaps not planned. So you might just talk us through your career journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. So I... Originally was so focused on becoming a vet. I wanted to go to Budapest to study veterinary medicine. The only reason really I'm in construction is because of COVID. My father didn't really want me going to Budapest alone during COVID time. So 
I decided to take a year out and work with him. So I was in the office in construction. And for the first while, I absolutely hated it. Dreaded going into work, did not want to go in. And then eventually, as I started to get more adventurous and go out on site, I really started to enjoy it. Like I just, it was like, it was so interesting. And I don't think you can really put into words like how a site works unless you go step out onto site. You know, people think that they have what well, have an idea about what sites like, but they really don't until you step out on site. Like someone said to me lately, um, if you became a vet, how much would the anatomy of a cow change in the next twenty years versus how much would construction change? Like it, it's true, it's always changing, always evolving. So it's like a really exciting and interesting industry to be in, and especially now like in the times that we're in there's so many opportunities and different uh, careers in it so it's, it's a really interesting industry to be in i love that analogy about the cow because you're right the the anatomy of an animal might not change but construction is changing so rapidly and for you every time i talk to you you're in a different part of the country so you're traveling around working on different sites so what's your everyday experience like in work so mainly it's just um, going to work, getting into a machine, driving the machine. But lately I've started looking at different options and different career paths. So I definitely want to um, kind of branch out and try something new in, in the construction industry. Definitely. Like I think now once I'm in it, I can't get out of it. So I think it's interesting that your father is in construction and yet maybe wasn't encouraging you. Well, I actually did construction as a subject in school as well. And I liked it, I enjoyed it, but I think even I had the view of construction as it's, you're up, at, like, especially in the winter, you're up before it's bright, you come home when it's dark, you're out in the cold, the rain, you're, it's a horrible life. And I think seeing kind of when dad was working like that, it just kind of turned me off it and it, I just never looked into it. And I, in school as well, it was never encouraged. Like the, the women were stopped going to the friendship talks, like we were the women were told to be nurses or teachers and the lads were pushed towards engineer and like even apprenticeships are kind of frowned upon which i think is ridiculous you know i think the more you can do and the more you can do without going to college if you if you're the type of person that learns especially the way i am i like seeing and doing things and that's the way i learn so i think that um especially in construction apprenticeships would be the way to go like and start like there's so many apprenticeships coming out there now and there's so many out there that it would really be a good industry to look into. Mark, how does it make you feel when you talk about the bursaries that you were offering for secondary school students when you're seeing the opportunities that Townmore has on sites right across the country to hear that that's, that's and, and Kate, you're only within, what, a year, two years out of school. Yeah. So to hear that that's the experience, that's, that's what secondary school students, your next generation of child are learning. It's frustrating. I think I think the recession of kind of 08 or so created a lot of misconceptions about the industry. Um, and obviously there was a lot of that was born out of property development and so on, a lot of debt and issues. And it kind of muddied it a little bit uh, for the wrong reasons. And I think it kind of maybe a lot of parents and career guidance teachers and so on were pushing people away from this industry. Uh, and I, I think that was never quite salvaged since, and the, the viewpoint is a little bit archaic now. That was 15 years ago. Things have changed dramatically. So there's good stuff has come out of the recession, I think, in this industry. We've really embraced technology. We've really embraced uh, using intelligence, off-site solutions, things like that, to be better at what we do, better quality, better safety. But we have a plethora of roles now that 
it's it's there's a misconception often that you know construction is boots on the ground, a sewer boot, up in the rain, covered in mud, and you're outlaying blocks or laying bricks and so on. And there's a part of it that is that the traditional trades, but there's so much more on offer now. So you have everything from BIM engineers to UX to AI is coming really strong in the industry. Uh, you have a lot more people office-based than were previously. Um, sites are much better set up, uh, much safer. Uh, an awful lot of we're, we're seeing it outside the office here, like uh, modular construction underway. Uh, and the, I think the industry is embracing that. It's also evident as well when you look at a lot of uh, Irish contractors working across Europe, delivering data centers, delivering fantastic projects across Europe. And if, if you look at their turnover, for a lot of the, the top 50, their international uh, revenue is a lot higher than their domestic revenue. So it shows how well our industry is thought of internationally. And often it's a disappointment that it's maybe frowned upon domestically here. When our international uh, people across Europe and Scandinavia look at us as the leaders in the space, but I think at secondary school level, it's still a bit frowned upon as a, an archaic, tiring, hard industry. Uh, it has a lot more to offer. And I suppose as part of our campaign here in Iron Construction, we're trying to demonstrate uh, the people who work in the office. We're trying to demonstrate that there's plenty of females in our industry. It's not just, uh, it is still male dominated, <coughs> but we're trying to break that down. And obviously Kate has done a wonderful job in that. I believe as you were saying earlier, it's two further uh, tower plane operators, female tower plane operators in Ireland since. So it's great to see these boundaries broken down and more people coming into the industry uh, we have a uh, female electric uh, electrical apprentices on sites and things like that. It's great to see uh, that these people feel it's okay to do it. It would certainly, as Kate alluded to, like it would be frowned upon for any females to take on an apprenticeship or things like that. Um, I mean, apprenticeships. I can uh, I can recall probably in the the early two thousands, uh, the 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 new baseline standard was nearly to get a degree. It went from kind of your leaving cert to getting a degree and so on, but there's a wonderful opportunity for people who are good at their hands, who are talented, who would like tangible work on a day-to-day -day basis to go out there and do an apprenticeship and study alongside it and, you know, perhaps become good at uh, working in business, at accounting and things like that, and running a business and a very successful business. And we'd, we'd often allude that uh, on site you'll see the, the block lane subcontractor come to site in the Range Rover where the main contractor is there in the Ford Mondeo, you know. These people are massively successful. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they make great, great wealth, great jobs, uh, and they, they have wonderful businesses and it shouldn't be frowned upon as it has been for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, we also have the issue, I think, in this industry, and I was discussing it earlier, Kate, whereby we have a lot of Irish people are not carrying out the trades anymore, mm -hmm. particularly the wet trades. There's, a, there's been such a very small throughput of people doing block laying, plastering and that. We've relied very heavily on Eastern European people coming in, doing that. But we run the risk of uh, when, you know, a lot of the Eastern European people decide to go home, we, we don't have any domestic people carrying these trades. So we're, we're, we're making it very narrow and very difficult for ourselves. Modular construction, offsite construction is great, but you will still have conservation works. You still have traditional build projects required in certain areas because the site confines will, will dictate. And I feel we're, we're, we're making it quite difficult for ourselves unless we drive more people in the industry. Yeah, it, it feels like there's been a decade or a decade and a half of movement in the wrong direction yeah. and it's how to stop that. And part of that, as you've mentioned there, is definitely an awareness campaign. Mm -hmm. um, Kate, what 
what would have helped you to know, say when you were in second year, third year, fourth year in school, what would have helped you to know that might have opened your eyes to uh, the potential of a career in construction? I think it's just so simple, like it's just information. Like there's a huge lack of information within schools, particularly to girls, but also to young lads as well. Like there's a huge lack in any young people coming into construction. So I think if, I think it really does start from schools and at home. Like, if you can't get the information from your school or your career guidance teacher about construction, look into it yourself. Like, there's so many jobs. I think if you went into a school down the road now and said, like, tell me what a QS does, they won't be able to tell you. So I think if the jobs are explained and the roles are explained and it's, like, became more common knowledge about what different, uh, what different people do in the construction day, what their roles are day to day, that more people would jump on it. Like, they'd love to do it. So I think it's just simply a lack of information and I think as well <clears throat> it comes from home as well like I think that thing about the construction industry like it's, it's kind of is frowned upon still especially the apprenticeships and like if you're getting a degree maybe engineers and all right, that's okay for the lads but like it's also okay for the girls and apprenticeships perfectly okay my best friend is a um, electrical apprentice so and she loves what she does and she's so happy so do you think so is there an education piece that needs to be done to parents of secondary yeah. school students saying actually a career in construction is not what it was when you were choosing your yeah. career. I suppose this is a kind of a nationwide campaign uh, that we hope will, will gain the relevant traction in that regard but yeah as an industry on a whole we need to collectively reshape what it looks like uh, and make it more attractive and perhaps there's maybe on the back of this and, and other campaigns maybe advertising campaigns to demonstrate that it's a lot more than the, these kind of preconceived ideas of block playing in the rain. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people picture it as that. So we need to demonstrate the, the in-office roles, the design roles, the, the BIM roles and things like that. We need to explain what these are. And as Kate was there, like, that people understand what a quantity surveyor is. Yeah. And that was even evident to me uh, when I met with the secondary schools to talk about the bursary scheme. You know, people were saying to me, oh, I want to be a quantity surveyor. And I was kind of asking, what does that mean? No idea absolutely no understanding of what it is. Whereas people know what an accountant is generally or a solicitor and so on, but there was no understanding of what this role meant or what it, what it meant to carry it out in a day to day. So I think, you know, what we're trying to sell here is a very dynamic uh, industry to get into. It's something, if you become skilled at, you can travel worldwide. And it's worth taking note as well, like back in the, the, the 20s and 30s and that, the Irish built you know, London, New York, all of these cities, we were always seen as such a strong construction uh, country. And we're still seen as that internationally. So it's just changing that perspective domestically that people understand what it is, you know. And people learn learn from seeing. So, for example, Kate, the, the work that you're doing, um, we mentioned it before we started, uh, before we started recording, but it was such a high moment when you phoned me to say we have to change the title because actually you were no longer Ireland's only female tower crane operator and now there are two. Um, and do you feel the weight of responsibility that you are shown up as a role model, not just to young women, but to young men and to young people entering construction? I think it didn't really hit me about, like, I, I didn't really realise the, the problem even in construction when I got into it. Like I kind of just waltzed in and I didn't even think about being the only female on site. Like I just was there and I didn't care if I was the only female, it didn't bother me. But then when things started to get harder, you get remarks and stuff, then you start to realize, oh God, there is problems here and this is different. So then slowly it started to become 
I actually didn't want to be in construction, so there's probably other people that don't want, like don't even realise they're, they're probably supposed to be in construction, you know? So I think that's kind of something, when I started to realise that, it became more evident, like that it really is a problem, like that people do need to just do either do the research themselves, but it does need to be given, given to them as well. And there's nothing wrong, like I was saying earlier about, it's not just about being out in the rain and the muck. There's nothing wrong with being out in the rain and muck, like, you know, I love doing it myself. I love being out on site and doing physical work. So I might not look like it, but I do. <laughs> so um, I think there's nothing wrong with either way, but there is, it's not just out on site in the rain. Like there is uh, both sides to yeah. it. So um, I think it's really important. I'm delighted that Mark brought it up early about uh, the cars that people drive on to site, because actually as Kate was pulling up here today, she pulled up in, in a gorgeous BMW and some of my team who are a few years long, younger, were look, or, sorry, a few years older, were looking out and saying, I'm in the wrong career. And, and, and is, yeah. I thought that was interesting. because So surely there were friends of yours looking and saying, hold on, Kate's doing really well, driving a nice car, living in a nice apartment, traveling for work. Um, they must be looking at you and going, gosh, a career in construction. Maybe it's, maybe it's more than what I thought. Yeah, it's funny because actually all my friends would be either in construction, like my girlfriends would be construction or farming. So we're not the, the typical women that you'd kind of see, but that's why we get along, I suppose. So I think other, like I see other people there, they're, they go to college and they're like, why, why do you, why you're making money or this, that and the other. Like, that's because I didn't go to college. I just went straight out onto site now. I probably will go back to college and I will probably be struggling for a few years or, you know, trying to, trying to scrape my way through. But there is, there is money to be made. And people say it's not all about money, but like, I'm really happy in what I do. Like, I'm really content, I'm really happy. And I had, like, the worst anxiety in leaving Syria about what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Then when COVID came, I wasn't going to go to Budapest. It was the worst thing ever. I had to work in construction for a year. This was horrible. And then it just, it's, it's completely left my mind about veterinary or anything like that. Now it's gone. It's gone out the window. And it was gone within a month, I'd say. So it's crazy, like... The way things can change if you just like i think it's if people are in ty or something get try and get experience on site do like because i guarantee you the, the if people had more experience in it they would love it yeah. more people would love it because it's a brilliant industry industry it's so rewarding so what's the most important message you want to get out with this campaign i'm in construction what's the most important thing you would like the next generation to learn from that i think it's just that people simply think of the construction industry so they're so narrow-minded about it like it's it's just not a nice you have to work too hard there's no money to be made or so on and so forth but like i think it's just realizing the um like i think the construction industry has one of the most widest range of career possibilities like there's, you meet every everyone that does loads of different jobs like mm -hmm. and they're they're so interesting like i was in a in the office last week with one of the girls she's an engineer but she's doing all design work and i was like trying to get her to explain things to me about it and it was so interesting so i think if people just got information and realized like the scale and the, the huge amount of careers that there is in construction like they surely there's one for them yeah <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great message. And Mark, today, apologies to anybody listening in on the podcast there. The sound quality might not be our usual standard because we are out on site. We're, we're, we're on site in the offices of uh, Townmore in HQ in Tullamore here. And there's building works going on around us. Um, you know, it, it's great to be out on site. It's great to 
to be able to bring uh, yeah. Mark and, and Kate together here for such an important, for such an important shout out to the next generation of talent. Yeah. Um, Mark, from Townmore's point of view, what's the most important message? What do you need people to know? Well, I, I suppose I want people to understand, firstly, the various roles that are available within this industry, that it's dynamic, that you have everything from on-site people, bricklaying, block laying, engineering, plastering, electrical, mechanical, whatever it is. So, you know, it suits people who like to get their hands dirty, who like to get stuck in, who like to, to keep busy that way every day. Then you have people, tower crane operators, you have teleporter operators, you have through to, you know, so some... Some people love driving, that'll suit them, or they love operating machinery. Then you're through to people <coughs> who work in engineering, project management, site management, and so on. Uh, and then you have, as you've seen today in our offices, you have people working in finance, HR, accounts, design, quality, health and safety. So as Kate alluded, there's such a plethora of offerings in this industry. And you can kind of move w between areas too, as I've done and as you've done as well, like you can within the industry, uh, you can certainly travel with it. I think one of the most pleasurable things, as I said earlier in the industry, is the tangible finished product. And, you know, you can work in a lot of things like professional services and so on, but you you don't necessarily have something at the end to feel proud of. I, I always enjoy driving around Dublin or other places and actually looking at buildings you've built or you've refurbished or fitted out. Uh, you know, probably telling my wife, much to her, uh, annoyance at this stage, but there, there's something nice to kind of know you were part of that building. Uh, or you're part of that project. Um, so there's, and everyone, including our office staff here, they're all part of making that happen. Uh, so I think it's showing the diversity of roles, showing that it's dynamic, you can travel, you can make good money, you can be really, really successful in it, um, and changing that mindset from what I believe is an archaic view into what is now a progressive, exciting industry. Uh, so it's a mindset change is the end result we're trying to create here. And driving people into our industry where there's loads of room uh, for growth and for promotion and for travel. Excellent. Thank you both so much for joining me here today. It's great to be able to do this in person and we would encourage anybody who's curious and definitely the parents of teenagers yeah. who might want to share some information to check out I'm in Construction, um, that campaign, follow the hashtag I'm in construction and that's all we've time for today. But again, it was my absolute pleasure to bring you both together here. That was Mark Cron, Associate Director of Townmore and Kate Fahey, Ireland's first but not only female tower crane operator. My thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media. And thank you to Place Engage for making these conversations possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out all of the other shows, the real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio from all around the world. And thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio.